say good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Good evening. Good Which moment of your day. <laughs> and welcome back to We're Spiritual. I'm Julia. I'm Anna. And we're not going to sugarcoat it. It's been 10 been a minute. Years. <laughs> <laughs> so things have happened. Life happens. We had career changes, trips around the world, some medical situations, and then the holidays happened, and everybody knows that can be a shit show. So... Here we are. And the important thing is we're still here. We're still here. And we have been working behind the scenes to keep this going. It just hasn't been recorded yet. Which brings us to our episode today, um, dreaming. Dreams and dream interpretation and how that can maybe play for you. So, you know, dreams, are they messages from the universe or are they maybe our mind's way of conducting our own personal therapy and really... If so, what the hell do they mean either way? I would love to know. Do they mean anything? I don't know. I and guess we're going to find for out. for those of you who think you don't dream, think again. You're wrong. You just don't know it. <laughs> so today we're going to discuss absolutely all of it right now. And um, there are, in fact, several different theories on dreaming. Um, some modern psychologists and scientists and a lot of like, pro- like one prominent theory that's going on is that dreams will reveal hidden insights, wishes, and truths about the dreamer, and that the world of dream is, in fact, a dramatization of the dreamer's personal or inner world. There's also another prominent theory that says that dreams can help process or come to terms with difficult emotions to achieve psychological or emotional balance, but, you know, I think it that kind of implies to me that there's some work by the dreamer to be done, just like with crystals, really. And I mean, it's, ther- it's therapy. It doesn't come easily. It never does. It never does. Um, also, apparently it can be considered a safe way to role play with yourself you know like when you're having that conversation with that annoying person from work in the shower in the morning and you're thinking of all the things you'd say to them so it's like your brain's way of doing that unconsciously and so you get to rehearse scenarios and like go through tough conversations before they happen or that need to happen So whatever they are, there's a really common belief that they're actually really good for you and that they help you live a better happier life um So one important detail in dream, uh, sorry, one important detail in dream interpretation is that your dreams are really all about you. So if you see the symbols, it's about what you think they mean and what they mean to you. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, there are a lot of universal symbols and we'll talk more on this later, but in the end, you'll see in a lot of like interpretation journals and stuff that it can mean this or that. And the reason for these if and or but is it a positive symbol a negative symbol it actually has everything to do with how you perceive them right um so and like what emotions these trigger for you when you see them in your dreams and um that's why a lot of the interpretation is done through association techniques so like if i say the word car immediately what does that make you think and where does that take you and the emotions you feel and then it helps you kind of decipher what your dream is supposed to mean so Everything you dream is there for a reason, and it should be to tell you something about yourself. So um, that being said, the reason we sometimes find our dreams so odd and confusing, because sometimes it's just really, it seems seemingly very random stuff happening, mm-hmm. um, it's because they're actually speaking to you in symbols, and in order to understand them, you need to learn to speak the symbolic language of your own brain. So... How, Anna? How do we dream and how does it help us figure some stuff out? So after all that talk about symbolism and, you know, really being in this mystical world, I'm going to bring it back to the hard facts. Please do. I am who I am. (laughs) Um, So I listen to a lot of uh, material about the science of dreaming and, you know, what this does for you. Um, I'm not going to get too 
deep into it because I'm sure I'd lose you all. Um, but essentially, all you need to know is there are two types of sleep. There's slow wave and REM, and REM is a sleep that you dream in. Um, so I actually found this really interesting, but during your REM sleep, all the chemicals in your brain that you have for being alert or anxious or scared is actually suppressed. Mm. So this allows you to you know replay certain things or like you know, uh, imagine different situ- situations without feeling stressed about them. Yeah, lovely. So, so therapeutic. It's like yeah. therapeutic without all the anxiety. Um, so this, obviously, it helps us adjust our emotional relationship to things that happened while we were awake or potential situations in the future. Um, so, you know, this could just be something like social anxiety, working too hard. It can also be trauma. Um, so during your REM sleep, you learn to discard things that, you know, are emotional to you or that aren't actually a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to help you take an actual really stressful situation and kind of disarm it, but, you know, just smaller things or, you know, like a trauma that's in the past, it's not going to hurt you anymore. Yeah. It's, it's going to help you kind of work through this. Process it Process in a way that's, it. like, super safe and personal, eh? Exactly, without mm-hmm. feeling any of, like, the feelings that you normally associate with it. That's lovely. Um. So, yeah, so get your REM sleep because... It is, it's really bad not to have your REM sleep. It is like PMS on steroids. Um, essentially, you're going to be anxious, you're going to be irritable, you're going to be stressed. Um, and I'm going to go later into how you can get better sleep and get more REM sleep. Um, but yeah, just know that dreaming is actually essential to your emotional and psychological well-being. Quite true, I feel. And now that's over, let's go into the fun stuff. Yeah, so um, dream interpretation is nothing new, actually. It's been really with us for kind of all of history. Um, And the idea that dreaming is positive and that dream interpretation is a powerful tool actually dates back millennia. So back in the beginning of time, (laughs) I I got rid of the dates because I find them a bit annoying. Yeah. But like, I, I have like generalizations here don't make us do maths no we're don't not make us it's do not maths. the it's not the science class it's not the history class it's yeah. just fun information <laughs> so high level so back in the beginning of time in the high level of things dreams were really believed to have supernatural and prophetic properties so the ancient greeks the ancient romans and the ancient egyptians all believe that dreams had miraculous healing powers and even in the bible dreams are considered divine messages from mm. god so um and i saw also that australian aboriginals and many african native american tribes believe that they are the way to enter the spirit realm ah, so yeah so long long time ago i would love to enter the spirit realm you do apparently right so earliest known dream dictionary was actually written Fourth over four thousand years ago in Thebes, Egypt. How do you say that? Thebes, Thebes, Thebes. T H E B. We're also we're not we're Egypt. not pronunciation. No, I, I did not Google how to pronounce Thebes. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, please let us know. <laughs> so this dream dictionary was actually called the Chester Beatty Papyrus, and it's in the British Museum along with a lot of other stolen heirlooms. Um, but uh, the Greeks were actually the first to claim that it was not just divine intervention, and Plato suggested that there were representations of hidden wishes and desires in the dreams. Aristotle uh, carried on saying that the dreams shared collective or similar themes. And Hippocrates was the one who presented the idea that dream symbols had a psychological interpretation. For example, fire was often associated with indigestion and that they should be used as a diagnostic tool. Interesting. Maybe a bit far, but interesting. It's actually funny because later on, Okay. Uh, you're going to see that the more modern psychologists and psychiatrists go back to these ideas. Really? So 
It was actually a Roman art. Oh, 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 oh Artemidorus. Artemidorus. Arty. Arty the Roman <laughs> was the first to focus his research solely on dream symbols and themes, and he found that though the symbols had meanings, the most important thing in the aspect of dream interpretation was the personal significance of these symbols to the dreamer, as I mentioned earlier. Right. So you know, to me, that kind of brings us back to the tarot where yeah. like you get different cards and the cards have meanings, but you have to come find the meaning within what's happening to you in your life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as many spiritual things that uh, in the world that were not the Catholic religion, the Roman Catholic Church rule during medieval times really uh, canceled dream interpretations as devil's work, as they would. And Ugh. As a lot of these things did when the church's influences start to wane in the 19th century, uh, thanks to the Romantic movement and eventually thanks to the work of people like Freud and Jung, mm. who brought back the scientific study of dreams. So Freud, everybody knows well, his uh, theories of dreams were anchored in the id um, and thought that to interpret dreams successfully, you have to uncover the symbols and discover their true meaning. And he the, developed the free association technique, which is often still used in psychoanalysis, yeah. which actually was used on me for my dreams during my psychoanalysis. Really? Yeah. And it was actually, actually brought really interesting results. Like it did help me to understand why my dreams were attacking me at the time. So strange. So this, the free association technique, as I was saying, is like spontaneous naming of things in association. You say a word or a, you see it, an image and it's without thinking of what it's supposed to mean. It's like, what does it make you feel? What does it make you think? And then you go from there. Right. Um, Can you just tell me what, what is the anchor in id? What does that mean? So, you know, you have the id, the ego, the super ego. Oh, and id no, is your, so, so that's like in the Freudian uh, theory. Yeah. You have your id, which is sort of like your basic instincts, your animalistic instincts. Right. Your ego, that's like your sense of self that kind of counteracts with your animalistic instincts so that you don't end up like taking a shit on the sidewalk because right. you know that it's not right. And then your superego is like above the ego. And that's kind of like, I'm now losing the exact meaning because I haven't studied this in a while, but okay. those are the three elements. And so the dream for him is an id. So in your instinctual basis, right. really. Okay. Um, Young, who was also well, Carl Jung, who was like in the same time. So collective, he believed in the collective unconscious. So to say that some of the symbols relate to us very personally. Yeah. And some are archetypes. So symbols that are recognized throughout the world. Like you can think the mother symbol has always been considered a very, like the archetype of the mother is always very nurturing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And that you can see in different parts of the world, all over the world, long before there was colonialism. So it's like these sort of archetypes and like, Con like collective meanings. Right. So he thinks that there's a bit of a personal versus collective conscious as well. So we right. have a, they think we have a collective consciousness. Right. So he thought that the only way the unconscious mind could express itself fully was through dreams. And um, the dreams would reflect our current progress in the waking life. And um, they would force repressed urges to the surface. And the aim of dreams is to encourage the personal growth and self-development. Then you have a lot of other dream uh, scientists, if you will. I won't yeah. go into all of them because I don't know them and it we could go on forever, but there's like... Also, Adler. their names are hard to pronounce. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself today. Yeah. So Adler, for example, added that the purpose of dreams is in the feelings they arouse. Mm. And then Pearls uh, thought that dreams uh, project hidden aspects of our personalities. A pearl, if you will. 
A pearl, indeed. <laughs> so um, many dream theorists exist. I won't go into all of them. And they all have a lot of different interpretation techniques as well. So if this is interesting to you, you can look it up. Like, mm. um, I think the way we're doing it today is a lot closer to uh, association. Yep. Basically, we're going to look into the symbols and what they mean to us. But there's other ways of doing this. We're obviously not experts. We're going to try all of them. So we're going to use a book, which is the Dream Dictionary from A to Z by Teresa Chung. Great. And uh, if you're thinking about turning yourself, don't, because it's going to be a fun challenge. I'm going to have to interpret those dreams in, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, something like that. And yeah. uh, I don't think you guys are ready for the funky stuff that happens in my brain at night. No, and I don't think you're ready for my ADHD trying to do the alphabet. That's going to be great. Uh, cool. All right. So <laughs> anyway, don't turn yourself. <laughs> but actually, this is funny because I see we're getting into the idea of people who don't dream. Yeah. And when we started this podcast, you were a little bit worried because you're like, I don't dream. And then... What is that, Anna? So it turns out I do dream. I just don't note it down and I forget about it. Um, so I did actually have a lot of dreams. Um, I'm just going to go through the associate. Like, I have the same dream over and over and over again, um, which we'll go into later. But for people who think that they don't dream, I'm going to tell you how to dream more. Um, and if you really never, ever, ever dream, um, you should really look at your sleep cycle because you might be falling into that basket of someone who doesn't get REM sleep. And as right. you said, it's Because okay. what is dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> You're hurrying me along. <laughs> what do you mean what is dreaming? Okay. <laughs> what is dreaming? Why don't you have dreams? <laughs> did you get your REM sleep? I did. I slept like 12 hours last night. Okay. I'm so tired. The bitch got some sleep. Okay, so look. She's sleep, fired up. She's fired up. She's sassy. Um, so sleep is broken up into 90-minute cycles. Right. Um, so earlier in the night, you're more in this sleep wave cycle. Uh, sorry. So it's pretty much made of slow wave sleep and REM sleep. Right. Um, so early in the night, you have a lot of slow wave sleep, which is good for like memory and like learning tiny details and motor, motor skills. Um, and later you have your REM sleep, which is when you get your dreaming in. Um, so people normally have four of these during the night. And for every 90 minute cycle we have, we start to have more and more REM sleep, which is why people tend to dream more in the morning. That's actually really funny because it's making me think that like, so 90 minutes is like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I feel like we always talk about how many hours of sleep we got. And like, yeah. we're always like three, four, five. And I guess in the end, it's it's like a good indication because it tells you how many cycles you had. Yeah. And the other interesting thing I actually found out is it's not how much sleep you get. It's how um, how constant is your sleep. So it's actually better for you to sleep six hours every night than for you to sleep like 10 hours, five hours. 11 hours, From one night to the hours. next, yeah. A routine. A routine. Yeah. So get your sleep routine in and you're going to increase that REM sleep. Um, and you can actually leverage your everyday activities to either activate your slow wave sleep or activate your REM sleep. Um, so one thing that is associated with slow, slow wave sleep is like um, resistance training. Oh, really? So if you do more aerobic training and cardio, you're going to get more REM sleep because you're going to have less. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, you kind of want your slow wave sleep too. So, you know, do this with care. Um, also, just to get better sleep, you know, don't drink fluid before going to bed. Like every time you have to pee during the night, it uh, it, it screws your sleep cycle. So I'm really bad with that. Yeah, because I feel like lately, anytime that I feel like I really need a good night's sleep or that I'm a bit anxious, I'll have like 
a little CBD drink or a CBD tea. Oh, no, CBD is bad. Um, it really helps me sleep, though. No, no, it but it's... It me right to sleep, Yeah, Anna. but not the right sleep. Don't do CBD. I don't know. Maybe sleep 12 hours last night. And look how fired up I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, you sassy. Um, no, so those are... All right, I'll listen to your advice. Those are kind of common myths. So people who say, like, oh, alcohol helps me sleep, like, get to sleep better. Oh, yeah. No, it no. actually really fucks with your sleep cycle. Um... So avoid caffeine, avoid THC. Um, actually, maybe CBD is okay, but... Because THC is a stimulant, but the CBD is kind of the downer. Yeah. I'd have to look into that. Not sure. All right. Um, we'll get back to you guys. We'll get back to you. <laughs> um, but obviously, like, caffeine, alcohol, yeah. you're going to drink more if you cut it out. Um, and, yeah, essentially keep your room dark and sleep like queens and keep that consistent sleep schedule and you're going to dream, dream a little bit more. No shit. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, cool. I think we can talk about the lucid dreaming later. Yeah. Well, actually, it's kind of my next topic. You want, like, okay. I, mean, uh, I was going to talk to you guys about a few types of dreams okay. uh, that were just interesting to both of us. So, like, lucid dreams. And I guess I'll just... I can do this and then you'll go back to your thing. But, yeah. So, lucid dreams, what are they? So, they occur when you become really aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. It actually has happened to me several times, specifically every time the same way. It's if I'm having a dream where I'm swimming and I'm underwater, and then all of a sudden I become able to breathe underwater. And then it's like the cue in my mind that goes, I'm in a dream. Um, but it like it'll take time and practice, but you can teach yourself to not wake up when this happens and uh, just become a lucid dreamer and really control the course of your dream. So I've never been able to do that. Like I become aware that I'm dreaming and I feel like sometimes it goes on for a little bit, but not much because eventually it just brings me awake. Yeah. Um, and then there's actually this thing called dream incubation, okay. which is like done through a lot of practice. And it, it, it's when the dreamer knows how to like connect their waking and dreaming minds mm. to make your dreaming self work for specific issues. So like if you like, you know, sleep on it is an expression that actually comes because some of the dreams that you have keep working. Like there's yeah. so many examples of like great artists and stuff who have come up with like songs and things that happened while they were dreaming. Like the song yesterday, apparently by the Beatles yeah. is actually from a dream. Yeah. He heard something, realized that they had never actually done it, put it to paper and, it be, and it's the melody from the background. And some people can actually train their brains to like help them solve problems while they're sleeping because they know. So that's called dream incubation. I actually have a trick for this. You do. Um, Tell us. So if you're someone who loves to be hyperproductive, the good news is now you can work in your sleep. Uh -huh. um, yeah, we don't, we don't encourage that. <laughs> Just work like, on your... Go, like, why, why not concentrate on, like, dancing a field of flowers while yeah, you dream? Exactly. <laughs> like, the world is your oyster. Why work? Um, so what you can do to increase lucid dreaming is you can set a cue. Um, so, you know, maybe it's, like, an apple or it's, like, a unicorn or something. Um, and before you go to sleep, you say, like, I want to remember the red apple. And then you look at this, like you maybe draw it down on a piece of paper and you look at it before you go to bed and you think about it, you think about it. It's really cool. And you do this several times. And what this is doing is it's giving you this tether between reality and dreaming. Um, so when you go into your dream, you're going to see that red apple and you're going to click and you're going to be like, oh, I thought about that when I was awake. And then suddenly you're kind of your awake self in your dream. Um, so it doesn't give you control always, but it does give you awareness. Um, so I guess if you train that, that's um, really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm going to give it a go. I feel like the only way I've ever worked in my dreams was like the bad kind, like burnout, 
Like yeah. When I was doing account services, I would dream in spreadsheets and emails all the time. And it would just be anxious 24 hours a day. <laughs> so maybe if you'd made like a red apple, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to eat my red apple. Oh, I can get up from my desk and go out. Like, I can, yeah. I can get out of here. I feel like my, yeah. But I, I don't think I'm saying that, but I don't consider those lucid dreams either. Because I don't know that I'm dreaming. I just wake up and realize that I never stopped working. No, I don't think those are lucid dreams. I think that's no. just like. Um, just terror. Yeah. That's, that's procedural. <laughs> it's just nightmares. Which yeah. is actually the next thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> which is like why do we have nightmares so like dreams that end up terrifying us or cause really distress in some way and like the distress usually comes from the fact that we wake up um when a situation isn't resolved yet mm. in your dream so they occur during the rem sleep and they're, they typically happen when a person is feeling really anxious or helpless in their waking life right so we see the thieves here right what's happening in your waking life comes and influences your dreaming. Yeah. So today, um, most dream interpreters believe that the disturbing dreams are sent to warn the conscious mind that something is being blocked or ignored. Mm-hmm. So once the dreamer has recognized the triggers, so once you identify your nightmares or the elements of your nightmares that are still scary to you, um, you can work through them and resolve your fears or anxieties. Well, then that will help your nightmares ease. And they're actually an opportunity for you to discover which part of yourself is threatening to destroy your own happiness. And then a little variance on that is night terrors, which some people confuse for the same thing, but actually are not. Right. Um, and this happens in deep sleep. And it's what's so terrifying is that you usually re- wake up with a sense of terror, but you can't remember what terrified you. Right. So you're stuck with your feeling of dread, but the what of the nightmare isn't clear. It's not like you remember that a dog was trying to bite you and you're like, ah, a dog bit me. You just remember, you wake up terrified and you don't know why. Right. Um, and actually, I used to have a lot of like night terrors and mine would kind of turn into waking dreams. Yeah, Julia, your dreams were terrifying. Yeah. Like, and I, I never want to have No. That. And that's like talking about night terror and nightmares. There's a book that's really interesting um, that I wanted to talk about because I... I had this crazy, like, oh my God moment reading it because for a long time, for years, actually, I would have like these waking dreams where in the first couple hours when I was trying to fall asleep, I would be half asleep, wake up and then just totally see things in my bedroom. Mm. Um, Like it could be like bugs, snakes, people, often like the dark man, which is the thing that I'm going to talk about. And I kind of, while reading about dreams for this, I discovered that um, what ha- what is, it's actually the first stage of sleep, which is called the hypnagogic stake, state, hopefully I didn't fuck that up too much. Um, and it's when your body and mind start to relax. And it's like when you're sleeping on the bus and your head keeps mm-hmm. falling, that's like that stage. Um, and it's, you're still semi-conscious and can easily wake. And it's a stage where you're the most likely to experience hallucinations that flow before your eyes, which is actually what was happening to me. And one of the things that I would see often was a dark figure kind of coming for me or like at the edge of my bed. And it turns out that is, we were talking about the collective subconscious and that's actually an archetype that they talk about um, in this book that I recommend for all women. It's actually super interesting. It's called Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. What a name. Yeah. And she's like, she does a lot of psychoanalysis of common myths and legends from around the world and then dives into the archetypes behind them and the psychology behind them. And so one of them is the story of Bluebeard. And she ends up talking about the dark man, which is apparently a very common archetype Mm. that happens a lot with women specifically who feel stuck, who have lost their creativity or their outlets. And often in situations where they are kind of like 
full stock. Yeah. And so the dark man appears to signal you and to scare you into going back into action and releasing your creativity. Huh. And to me, that was really interesting because when this was happening in my life, it was when I needed to leave a super toxic relationship yeah. and when I needed to leave a toxic job as well or a career choice, if you will. Yeah. And from doing that and doing the changes in real life is when eventually he completely went away. Can you explain what he looked like? It's it's kind of just shadows and figure. And it's hard to yeah. explain because a lot of this was more in the domain of the night terror than the actual nightmare. Yeah. So yeah. some of the hallucinations, I guess I stayed, I was the transition between sleeping and awake was slow enough that I can still remember what I was seeing. Yeah. But a lot of it, it's like, I don't really know what it is. I'm, I would turn on the lights and look for something in my room and not know what I was looking for. Yeah. I just remember that there was something that was here to scare me. Right. So sometimes it was really just like, I, there's a shape. I think there's a man. I'd switch on the light. There's no one. Yeah. Oh my God. Terrifying. Yeah. So uh very interesting read. And I, uh, and also, when I was looking into our dream dictionary, they t in the 50 most common dreams, they talk about dark shadows looming and they symbolize doubts and fears which are haunting you in your waking life. So they often have like no distinguishing features. So you, it means that you have to face your fears in real life. And it's kind of interesting in these two different texts that end up meeting in the middle in these collective unconscious yeah, meanings. It's kind of strange like how there's so much science, but then there's so much interpretation and like mystical yeah. stories that's crazy and it's really funny because i feel like i used to think my nightmares meant nothing other than I, the fact that i was anxious yeah and i felt kind of stuck with them and then <laughs> it took me like three years of therapy to get rid of my nightmares can you tell me more about the association things you did with you um actually it's, yeah it's really funny because i feel like i didn't i didn't think dreams had meaning back in yeah. the day at all and then i remember at some point really randomly just mentioning one I think because I was tired and I, I was never yeah. sleeping I was like oh I was so stupid like I dreamt about I think it was something like that night I had a dream that like there was something that was coming at me all the time and I was having those waking nightmares and then later in the night I was like it was so dumb like I ended up walking around my apartment and the only shoes that I could find were Kleenex boxes mm. and then she was like but isn't it funny that the night before you come into therapy and like you dream of Kleenex boxes and they're your shoes you know and yeah. it was like so and then she kind of started asking me like what that meant to me or whatever and like it kind of went down that road and for me at first I was like well I don't know like dreams I, I don't really think yeah. that they mean anything and then from like that session I started wondering about things that I would see and trying to figure out like what it was and like why it was and then so it's just yeah like a dumb meaning like why is there like something coming for me why is there why are my why are my feet in Kleenex boxes and it's kind yeah. of like is it paving my way it's my it's my footwear it's my travel history a lot of crying there was a lot of weeping in those years <laughs> well hey it, it worked out <laughs> i actually remind me to tell you oh i can tell you now i guess yeah. so i've actually had dreams where i've like seen the future um, yeah and one particular one was um if you haven't known from my accent i'm actually from australia i live in montreal and like my immigration was actually a nightmare um so I was at the stage where I was working and at any stage my working visa could be cancelled. Okay. Um, and I had a dream uh, one night that I walked into my lawyer's office and he was crying and he was like, I'm so sorry, your visa just got cancelled. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So I woke up in tears. I like, felt so off. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Anyway, it's just a dream. It's fine. I go to the office and I'm like, I'm going to go to my lawyer's office and like pay him for all the work he's done for my immigration. And I get there and he literally was on the phone and he hung up and he said, that was the immigration office. Like, 
I'm so sorry your visa's been cancelled. Really? It was wild. I was like, what the hell? And, like, there's a lot of explanation for that. Like, maybe... There's it's just my gut feeling. Or... But there's also a lot of uh, examples throughout history of, like, premonition dreams. Yeah. Including even, uh, like, Julius Caesar that based an entire invasion on a dream he had. Yeah. And his, uh, his wife that dreamt that he was going to be betrayed and stabbed. And I think, like, there's different theories about it. Some of it is part of like what you fear or what you can foresee could happen. So yeah. it's your dreams are you uh, sort of processing the different possible outcomes of what's going on. Yeah. But there's also in that whole idea of collective consciousness, the possibility that some of it there, like there have been several examples and yeah. no like absolute hard and fast rule for the, what it means, but there's a lot of examples of people kind of seeing the future and even also projecting in the past. Yeah. And then there's a whole theory around that about Perhaps it's your past lives that are coming back to you. So it crosses a lot of lines in terms of beliefs and religions and all of that and spirituality. But your experience is actually not that uncommon, apparently. Yeah. Also, my boyfriend actually had one the other day where he dreamed I was like super pregnant. Oh. And then he goes, he goes online. His ex girlfriend was pregnant. No, uh, are you pregnant? No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, I know. I also listened to somebody who had a dream the night before they were going heli skiing, and she dreamed that there was a massive avalanche. And she goes heli skiing. There was a massive avalanche, and her husband died. What? So yeah, it's wild. That's horrible. It's horrible. So if if you have a dream about something bad happening, maybe pay attention to it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe don't. Get the dream diary and just kind of go through. I mean, take your warning signs too. Like, I feel like sometimes is it your little, like, is it your intuition? Like, you could say, was the dream that you had about immigrating and like the, your visa, was it trying to tell you like, check in with your lawyer, figure out what you're going to do next because it might not work, you know? Like, was it a little alarm bell of your subconscious going like, you know what, throughout your day, we're busy with a thousand other things. Remember to take care of this. Yeah. I think, like, I'm a really big fan of, like, your gut feeling intuition. Yeah. I think a lot of these dreams just kind of come from how you're feeling. Yeah. And, I mean, my dark man is also that. It's the death of intuition. And it's trying to kickstart it. And I feel like in those years, I I couldn't have told you what the hell intuition was. I couldn't. Yeah. I I I was such a mess. I couldn't follow myself at all, you know? So it's, it's very interesting. It's my 2024 resolution. I'm like, I need yeah. to. It was my 2020, like, too, I think. Oh, really? Is and it it, it's, I think it's, I renew it a little bit every year where yeah. I'm like, I think I do better and better. And every time that something happens where I feel like I took the time to really sit with myself and be like, what's my feeling telling me? And yeah. I listen to it. I usually get confirmation that it was the right thing to do. And it helps me do it more. Yeah. I feel like it's a consciousness, uh, or like intentional intuition is that like i say it like that like just you know lean into it more and more yeah um all right so cool so speaking more about dreams that we have i'm going to talk about reoccurring dreams because like i said i actually do dream a lot but it's always the same goddamn thing or the same thing right um so i'm going to tell you the typical ones first and i'm going to go through mine um so where is this most typical you're going to hear this book going nuts a lot do you want me to tell them what a recurring dream is while you look for your dream that would be fantastic all right so typically dreams that recur uh will usually happen when the dreamer is worried about a situation that isn't resolving itself in waking life so when the trigger in waking life is dealt with usually the dreams will end 
Um, they can also occur when a person is suffering from some kind of phobia or trauma that's been repressed or not resolved. So I think we can easily think of, say, um, people with PTSD who dream of their trauma over and over again. Um, and if that's the case, the unconscious is kind of urging the dreamer to consciously acknowledge the issue and deal with it, which I feel like is kind of what was happening with me with like my dark yeah. man. It was my brain telling me like you like kept trying to tell me you need to deal with this. Did yeah. you find your dream? Tell us your dream. I always dream. I will analyze your dream and you tell me your dream. Okay. I always dream about um, high school. All right. Always high school. Like, I'm always back in high school with, like, people I haven't talked to for years. Is there something, like, specific happening or is it just the situation of being in school? There's never anything specific. It's either it's people from my high school or I'm back in high school. Um, or it's ex-boyfriends and even, like, their family members. And this isn't one specific ex-boyfriend. It's, like... The ex-boyfriends. It's, like, three. Three or four that just kind of, like, circulate. And, like, their sisters or, like, their family. It's it's really bizarre. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm stuck in the past. But maybe Is there ever, like, something... Like, there's never something specific that happens, say, like, in your... Let's take your high school dream, for example. Yeah. Like... Are you like, how do you feel usually when you're there? Is it like, are they good dreams? Are you just like reliving the past or is there like, are they bad dreams? Uh, I always like, I loved high school. I had a great time. Okay. So it's, it's always just kind of like mundane. It's like mundane. Like we're on the bus or. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we've got like, it's actually one of the 50 most common dreams is being back at school. Okay. Um, it says that dreams about school or being in a classroom suggest the need for you to learn something new, or perhaps you have not yet learned from lessons of the past. Mm. And also I'm going to mix this in because I think it, 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 with your description, it makes sense. So childhood is also one of the most common dreams. Your dreaming mind is encouraging you to become more spontaneous, joyful, and passionate in your waking life. Reconnect with your inner child. Uh, oh, which would kind of make sense with the weight of responsibilities of adulthood, really. It checks out. <laughs> um, are you? What, what else are you looking for? Now? I was gonna see if um, oh, and see recurring dreams right here. Uh, if you find yourself having the same dream or over and over again or a similar dream, it should never be ignored. Your dreaming mind wants you to take note. It is using the power of repetition to tell you something important for your personal growth. You will continue to have the same dream, and that dream will become more and more vivid and graphic. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Until you fully understand the important message your dreaming mind is sending you about yourself. Well, are you ready for my next dream? I certainly am. So here's another dream I have. Uh, I'm in an airplane. Okay. And it's not crashing, but it's not like flying properly either. So it's kind of just like hovering like 200 feet off the ground. Okay. Um, and then eventually it does crash and then zombies come. Ooh, let's yeah. see about zombies. And like, it's such, I have this all the fucking time. I'm like, not the zombie dream again. And like, why oh. is the plane not Do you flying? have that uh, sort of feeling in your dream of like, oh no, here we go. I have some no. dreams where, like, I can't remember the details. I guess they're kind of recurring, but there's a moment where I'm like, oh, no, this is what's happening again. And yeah. it's like, I'm almost caught. It's almost a lucid dream. Or, but I'm just like, oh, no, I'm in here, aren't I? Kind yeah. Of. So it's these zombies. A zombie is a dead person. Yes, we know. That has <laughs> like, been brought back to life through supernatural means, wow. usually through a voodoo ritual. To dream that you are a zombie, which is not really what you dream, indicates that you are feeling dead inside. <laughs> Perhaps stifled by your responsibilities or the lack of variety in your waking life. Okay. Perhaps you feel out of touch with the rest of people. Are you a zombie in these dreams? Or you're, no, you're no, no. I mean, chase, and it's okay. not like one zombie. It's like thousands. Like the entire world is zombies. Oh. It literally doesn't tell me what happens if you're being chased by zombies. That's 
pretty disappointing. But I think I can find something about being chased. But maybe the plane. Because the plane... Yeah, there wasn't plane. any planes in here. Really? But I think there was maybe crash or... like I, mean, I saw an out-of-control vehicle. Oh, you did? Was it in at Oob? Or was it in the Common Dreams? It was in the Common Dreams. Oh, okay. Which is where I'm going to stay when I'm analyzing yours. Amazing. Uh, oh, being chased. So yeah. by zombies. Something or someone in your waking life is threatening to overwhelm or catch up with you. These dreams are often a response to stress. It could be you are avoiding facing something or that you are feeling you can't live up to expectations. Okay. All right. Out of control vehicle. Okay. If you find yourself in an out of control car or vehicle, and I think from what I read in the book, vehicle counts a plane as well. Yeah. Whether or not you are driving, this dream is suggesting that events in your waking life are in danger of being out of control. It's time for you to get in the driver's seat or if you are the driver to drive more skillfully. I have like a societal comment on this. Yeah. Like once you reach adulthood, when is it not out of fucking control? Yeah. Legit. <laughs> I'm like, that's the thing. Like, I'm hearing all these interpretations. I'm like, I think that applies to everyone. Like, it does. But that, I guess that's where you have to think about for yourself, like, what's yeah. happening when you're having these dreams. Yeah. Like, maybe the next time you dream of the plane crash or the zombies and everything, you can wonder about, like, what what triggers these emotions in you. Well, maybe I'll um, I'll just picture the red apple and suddenly I'll take control of my dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, kill the zombies. <laughs> like, zombies get the fuck out of my dream. Stop it. Oh, that's amazing. Do you have another dream for me? Um, I have a more specific one on my phone. Okay, so I was at a bus going to a party. Again, it was like a high school reunion. Um, I ran into my university boyfriend who I haven't talked to for years. Okay. His friend was a locksmith. Oh, okay. Kind of a weird detail. It's a great detail. Um, and he was like, hey, come to the party. But I was I was running late to the party. Uh, <laughs> and I lost my ID. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. Is there more to it? No. That was, see, my, my dreams like aren't that... No, it's good. It's uh, Sorry, because I, I started speaking and I thought I interrupted you. <laughs> so we said, go, I feel like I saw a party. I'm not sure if it was in the most uh, used dreams. Uh... Okay, so property loss. So okay. losing your ID. Uh, oh, no, they really mean, like, house. <laughs> <laughs> Legit property. Just like, like houses and dreams represent your inner life. So if your dream house is damaged or destroyed by fire, water, or other causes, it suggests that you're sabotaging yourself and not taking care of yourself. Well, if you don't own a house, does your ID count as your personal home? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go see Party. Oh, there's also jobs. What was he, a locksmith? Yeah. Okay, so I'm actually in jobs right now. Oh, I want to know what a locksmith means. They don't have all of them, so let's just want to... It's a pretty niche. Pretty I have a bus job. driver. Builder, carpenter, architect, engineer. Could we consider it kind of in there? Well, we can run with that. It is a father figure in dreams. This is because he's typically male figure working on the house, locksmith, mm. which represents the self. He can be a reminder of the important influence of your father in your life. Dreams of carpenters, architects... Represent that side of yourself that is creative but practical at the same time. Engineers fix things for us in waking life and in your dreams, and they may represent a friend or advisor who is helping you manage destructive emotions. The engineer is also a symbol of the desire to impose order over emotional chaos in waking life. So there's that. Interesting. Um, Okay, so what do you say, though, about uh, work? But I wasn't going to work. I was on a bus to a party. So, yeah. Uh... 
Okay, hang on. I never made it to the party. I just you never bus. made it to the party. No, I was just on the bus with my friends from high school. I was doing the alphabet in my hand, just like you. Honestly, it was a pretty good dream. Um. So let's see. Party. All right. If you are attending a party in your dream, it may mean that you should get out a little more and embrace life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Perhaps, uh, oops, you need to celebrate something about yourself. If the party you are attending is dull or you aren't enjoying yourself for some reason, I guess you don't make it to the party. Then it may be an indication that you are you have a doubts about the social skills you possess. If you dream of a political party rally, no, that's definitely what you, that's it. So I guess uh, you're, maybe you never make it to the party because you want to get out more, but you don't. I think I get out too much. I'd, I'd rather not go. Ooh, maybe your subconscious is telling you that you need more me time. Maybe. Um, and then I tried to see things for ex-boyfriends the other time, but it was like kind of just about relationships. Okay. Uh, but we can go have a look. Maybe there's something about it. Um, let's see. Marriage engagements. Not really. Uh, gay relationships. Divorce. Separation. Inappropriate pairing. Um... Courtship adultery. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, we've all had that dream. <laughs> the adulterer's dream. Actually, I read something in here though saying that you know how you can sometimes like have sex dreams or like and it's or like whatever, adultery if you will, but with people that are not your partner. Yeah. They're like, you shouldn't feel guilty about it because it's like in your subconscious, it's not about like loyalty or anything like that. So also people who think that they're supposed to be with people because they dream about them, it's not like basically. It's maybe about the fact that you're horny or like unsatisfied with whatever's happening in your sex life yeah. at the time. But the actual person you're doing it with doesn't usually mean much. Yeah. Like it, it'll be kind of like the it's closer to reenacting whatever was going on through your day than like apparently meaning. Right. So they say. Um, okay. So overall, party bus. You yeah. need to get out more. And uh, the locks. Do you want me to find lock maybe? Do you see a lock in your dream? No, I think like that makes maybe sense. Maybe the bus. I'm curious like, about the bus. Because I was actually like fighting with my dad at this point. So maybe it was a, uh, maybe it was a symbol of that. Is there a bus in here? Bus. Bus. According to Young, riding on any form of public transportation suggests that you're being too conformist in your waking life. If you have a dream of being on a bus, your dreaming mind may be urging you to become more independent. A double-decker. Was it a double-decker? No, it was like one of those ones with the stripper poles in the center. Nice. Yeah, it was a really great dream. Take me back. Well, they don't have the stripper bus in here, but it might be overly specific. <laughs> Although, I'll say this. You can... There's an email where you can contact her and ask really? her to interpret your dream for you. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should. To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to hear about my wild dreams? So, because we knew that I dream dreams. a lot, we prepared for this, and I did a whole dream journal. Um, so, I have a few... There's, like, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. First of all, like, animals and dreams. I feel like sometimes we wonder about their meaning. And so, I dream journaled for about a month, okay. right? And uh, in the month, there's been a few occasions with animals. So, okay. I, had a, I had, like, a dream... Snakes and spiders is like their own category, apparently. Uh, and it usually represents aspects of yourself or your waking life that you aren't aware of yet or that you're aware of and which are in danger of getting out of control. So 
to me, that spoke about the fact that it was a moment where I was doing a lot of side hustle development. So that made a lot of sense to me. And it was early stages. So definitely not quite in control. Yeah. I had a dream about snakes in my bed. Uh, and they were saying that their snakes are actually agents of healing and transformation. Oh. So I thought that was really interesting. And then spiders, I had like two moments of spiders once is a bit more non-specific but there was one that kept climbing on me like a tiny spider that kept climbing on me even though i kept like brushing it off it kept Ew. being on me um but then so they call they say that spiders are like small hairy things that create big fears and it might be someone or something making you feel vulnerable but also i want to say this uh i was reading a book and there was a there was something like this in the book. So yeah. I feel like it was just maybe translated in my brain. Also funny, I dreamt about raccoons twice. Okay. One of them was very like inconsequential. One of them, a rabid raccoon was actually chasing me. Um, and it was kind of funny because I couldn't find anything about raccoons in the book. So I tried to do the emotions thing, but I feel yeah. pretty neutral about them. Yeah. I think they're little shit disturbers. They remind me of like mischievous children. Um, and also in the summer, I get nervous about them because there's a lot in the neighborhood and they'll rummage through my recycling bin that's outside of my bedroom window. So I get scared they'll, they'll oh, make it inside. So yeah. Oh, so, so cute. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And, but they say, so when I was fighting a rabbit raccoon, though, oh, yeah. <laughs> they were saying that uh, oh, yeah. a wild animal is a symbol of deep-rooted instinct and sometimes an evil instinct that lies deep in the subconscious. The more wild and dangerous the beast, so rabbit seems pretty wild and dangerous, uh, the greater the danger that the suppressed aspect of yourself will break free from the control of your conscious mind and force you to confront and deal it in waking life. And if you're attacked by an animal, it can indicate that you're in a rage that you fear may unleash did that resonate at the time? It did a little bit. Okay. Then, okay, so another animal is birds, okay. which I don't often dream of, but it's funny. I only noticed this when I was going through my game journal. I had a dream about going around my parents' house, and there was a weird chicken. <gasps> and then I went outside, and there was a large gooey bird carcass in the lilac tree that's on the side of their house. So, obviously, this is very, like bird-oriented. Yeah. Chickens apparently symbolize cowardice and stupidity or chatter and gossip. So they show potential for growth. To me, I don't know how these things come together. So I was like, okay. is it weird growth for me? Are they saying that you're stupid and you're chattering and you're gossiping? I don't know, but like potential for growth. And I was like, it's a weird chicken was the way I described it. So I'm like, yeah. was it weird growth? I don't know. And then the dead bird, the gooey bird carcass, I will remember, Threat to my freedom, depression, or loss of purpose and meaning. Again, in waking life, an ideal or hope may have died. Creativity has been stifled. So I guess it was maybe just before I launched into my new project. Yeah, that sounds like just working at that agency, to be honest. Um, and then I did want to touch on something because, yes, there's symbolism in dreams, but there is also a whole aspect of, like, sometimes it is just, like, your subconscious treating the things that have happened throughout the day to you. Yeah. And I did have dreams that I knew that's exactly what it was. I was showing someone my how hairy my legs were, okay. and I knew that it's been days I was like, I really need to shave my legs, and I didn't do it. So I think I just dreamt it. I was like with a girlfriend or something yeah. and we were laughing about it. And then another day, uh, after my boyfriend told me about one of our good friends who got separated from his yeah. girlfriend and like the whole story of how it happened, I kind of projected that onto our relationship in my right. dream where I was like, Oh, I was breaking up with my boyfriend. And then he was like kind of one way out the door, one leg out the door. And I was like, this doesn't really make sense though. Why am I doing this? I don't want to be doing this. And I got back, I went yeah. back on the decision in my dream, but it was funny that I kind of like, I guess my way of processing what happened to my friend, I am an empath was to do it to myself basically. Yeah. 
So, all right. I interpreted two pretty crazy dreams that happened to me, which I think, like, these are pretty funny. Okay. So, the first one happens in the future. And I am hoping that this is not a like an actual prediction. So like we're full into the future. Yeah. Okay. So like some type of monster is in charge or aliens. It's okay. not too clear. Okay. And they catch humans and kill them and transform them into their hunters to kill other humans. So basically it's like human like people are going around capturing more humans. So it's kind of like zombies. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. But alien. like alien operated zombies. Okay. And they just need uh, like as long as we move they see us. Even if it's like pitch black, if you move at all, the aliens see us. So very like T-Rexy in my mind. And I'm with a brother and we get caught, but we managed to kill our kidnappers and try to pass as them. So we kind of do a rollover reversal, yeah. if you will. And then we end up in an assembly where they start, start talking about books to read. And I have all of the books we have to read in my backpack. And my friend Natasha is standing next to me and she tells me that she read one of them and it was really good. <laughs> okay, so it starts off like super dramatic. And then like you overcome the problem. And it's all good. Yeah, like it's I'm becoming good. a fake alien. So okay. so apparently everything that's in the future when it involves a disaster, tragedy, or accident, so I would say world domination by aliens is up there. No idea. Um, they say it might be anxiety-related, but it could also be possible that your unconscious has signaled that you need to take extra care to protect your health and safety. So this happened November 19th. It was two weeks after my appendectomy. So I right. feel like that was very, like... Um, relatable yeah. and uh, the alien encounter can if, so if aliens or monsters appear in your dreams it can su suggest lack of connection between yourself and others which is also true because i was basically on house arrest yeah. recuperating from surgery that must be terrible <laughs> by the way Just it was a bit long yeah um it also suggests that you have an incredible imagination and creativity yay we'll, we'll, we'll take the compliment we'll take the compliment and then monsters specifically apparently it's your innermost fears or negative attitude that are seen as larger than you can handle Okay. Okay. The attack part of things, because there is a moment in the dream where we're actually attacked and caught, right? Okay. Um, so uh, it suggests that you're feeling threatened in some way. So these things do kind of all come together. And maybe your own impulses or other people and their attitude or remarks towards you. And But there is a positive side to an attack, which is a new idea or positive change that can threaten the old way of life and habitual way of thinking about things, which is interesting to me because by then I had started working on my new podcast which will probably be released by the time we release this episode you're also working on your book yeah so i feel like this yeah. all kind of makes sense to me and the idea of killing um represents the death, death of thoughts and actions that have been restricting your personal growth so i yeah. feel like if my projects go well that could be a good positive um the brother is an aspect of yourself or characteristics you like or dislike in a sibling in a sibling sorry that might be telling you something about those current characteristics in yourself i don't see that in this dream because mm. the only thing i know is that i'm with a brother but they don't actually like they don't save me they don't like they're just part of it with me um and then the disguise it suggests say my god suggests suggests change which also makes all sense and then books that symbolize knowledge wisdom intelligence search for knowledge or the ability to learn from the opinions of others which makes again a lot of sense to me because my new project involves a lot of interviewing people to get their mm. stories and their side of things so like it does this dream in itself all made a lot of sense to me and the progression of the dream from maybe a little bit of the terrorism of the like the emergency surgery and then being stuck at home for mm. a month and then using that to create a new project it kind of like 
it represents what was going on in my life pretty well. I mean, honestly, what a story arc. I know. <laughs> I didn't know where the interpretation was going to take me when I started this. I mean, that was the beginning, that was the middle, and that was an end. And it really, like, it did not start off well, but it ended on a high. Are so, you ready for the second one? Uh, I'm not sure. It's I'm pretty sure. great. Okay. So it's the end of the world again. Okay. And I'm waiting it out with the Duggars. You know that family that's like, it was the 18 kids and counting and they're like in this crazy religious cult with like, they're like, it's horrible. No, I don't. Good but, for you. Um, I don't want to be in that train. Um, it's a, it, there's also that documentary they did. I think it's a shiny, happy people. Uh, so that's them. And so at some point sitting with them, waiting out the end of the world, I'm wondering why I'm with the Jesus people. And it's literally how I thought it in my dream. Right. Instead of my own family. And I start crying, but then I find them, I end up going out looking for my family and I find them in a restaurant. That's like one of those roadside restaurants. Okay. And, uh, but now there's dinosaurs that are eating people. Okay. And my cousin, is there too okay and i can't find my dad or my nephew okay and i invite my cousin to spend the night at my place because i figure we'll be safe and i find that my ex is squatting my house the ex is back okay and then i the last thing i remember of the dream is that i'm at my house looking at my ex hoping that sven will come and kick him out okay (laughs) being my current boyfriend (laughs) more of a cliffhanger for the last one it's like willy willy god but a lot of again interesting winding roads so the apocalypse end of world dreams can refer to situations in your waking life that are in the process of some kind of radical change and again we're december 2nd yeah i was actually having my first interview for my new project two days later right um, and so your dreaming mind is showing you these images to show you changes inevitable and huge stress because big changes in your life, but you will survive. So whenever something ends, they say something new begins. Yeah. This is what they said in the apocalypse and the disaster dreams that can signal problems ranging out of control. Like I had in my other dream as well, the Duggars. So I, I was really curious about about the extremely religious people. I and mean, it's so specific. Yeah. It so the, the closest thing I found, and it did make sense to me, yeah. was the monk or the nun archetype. Okay. Um, and, like, I looked at the dark side, because to me, uh, religious extremists are never a positive. Right. And so... Um, on the dark side, the role of a religious recluse could be seen as being removed from the real world, which mm-hmm. I really think they are. <laughs> Overly pious, even privileged in the sense of not having to be concerned about earning a living. So they're in there, but it's kind of interesting to me that I, I, I start with them and I leave them. So yeah. I kind of go out to the real world afterwards. The dinosaurs are the most primitive, basic, unsocialized urges of human nature, like fear, reproduction, and survival. It can indicate some aspect of your personality or approach in life is outdated and no longer needed for survival. Okay. So again, I feel like with the launching of my new projects, that all makes sense to me. And so with the first interview in the following days, I'm thinking like me walking out of a sheltered life and stepping into something scary, but that feels like it's a worthy cause. But if it all goes well... Who knows what that could spell for my yeah. future life as well. So also small deal in the end of like Sven in this dream is kind of in a savior archetype, you know, yeah. like hoping he'll show up to save me like my Avengers. So maybe it suggests that I have a need to balance a scale of justice in my waking life still. Hmm. Yeah. What wild dreams do you have? What wild dreams? I God, told you you weren't quite ready. Eh? so boring. <laughs> I'm like, my dreaming is just, I'm going to do the Apple thing. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think one of the things that usually gives me more vivid dreams is if I read just before going to bed. Yeah. It like wakes it up, I think. I need to stop reading, reading business books. right? Yeah. Read bed. some like fantasy books and you'll yeah. see the dinosaurs will come. Oh yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> as long as I really hate apocalypse. I really don't. Want I don't to have that many. And I'm also surprised because it's like, I do feel stress in those dreams, but it's yeah. not like... 
I don't know. I guess it's like I'm being launched into a, a movie and it's just the reality. So I have to deal with it. Yeah, of. that makes sense. All right. Uh, so now I've got some dreams for you to interpret. Okay. And we'll see if we how many we put in here and how funny this gets. So do you want me to tell you the dream and then you start the timer to find things? I'm going to give myself a minute. I've decided that. Yeah, it's, yeah it's very short. She, You do not dream like a normal person. So this is another fucked up one. So I think I'll suggest to you right away to pick and choose... Um, elements of the dream. I don't think we can cover them all. Okay. So here we go. First dream, November 22nd. <laughs> I'm in an Asian country. My gut tells me I'm in Korea. And sometimes I'm also in Curacao. My parents come to check on me and there's a storm on the beach. There's a lot of Asians, Asian tourists there too. And then at some point I'm just, I'm training a giant horse and we have to wait for people. And like, she gets kind of antsy. Okay. So I lead her around the arena and she keeps bumping into me to like kind of give me kisses. And then we're all boarding on the plane, which is a giant, giant plane. And it's kind of sits in the horse's arena. And I have a small orange toy of King Kim Jong-un. And it has a button that you press and he says just really silly things. Like, I don't remember what they were. I just know that they were silly. And the Asian families that are already buckled into the plane, they absolutely love it and they have to go though because their plane is leaving we're in it but they're all strapped in and they're saying that their daughter will come back and buy them one that is the dream wow okay i'm gonna <laughs> interpret this without <laughs> without the book for a second um do you have any do you want to go to career at some point in your life i could it's not like in any of my okay. recent plans um do you do you, well, you have a business idea. I would say that this is like a business idea oh. that is really interesting to you, and it it's going to go off in Asia. My King Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like silly. Okay, I'm hearing that you get your book translated into Korean. Oh, and it's going to sell really, really well. Their daughter will come get one. Exactly. I love it. Thank you. All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to focus on, and let's see if I can alphabet. I'm going to focus on Korea. Okay. I'm going to focus on horse. And I'm going to focus on daughter or praise. I'm going to go for daughter. Okay. No, praise. I'm going to go for praise. And then if I get to daughter, I'm going to go for it. Okay, one minute. Let's go. Um, okay, so I, tried, I cheated and already found horse. Um, so the study show that the animals that most often appear in dreams are horses. Okay, so it's quite common. Um, some dream interpreters suggest that horses represent male sexuality. Oh. Um, so apparently this this symbolizes a sexual drive. Sexual drive. Um, and then Jung also noted that horse dreams could often be indicative of health conditions. Um, they represent urges, passions in yourself. This is a very long paragraph. Uh, they also suggest a sort of enthusiasm or feelings of well-being that can carry us through the day and through life. Um, if the dreamer falls off the horse, this is bad. If the horse is wild, this suggests undirected energy, such as sexual oh. desires, which are our personal or interpersonal needs. Nice. All right, Korea. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, J, K. I don't, I'll, I'll tell you now, I don't think Korea is in there. So okay. maybe pick a different one. All right. Uh, praise. Where is P? Oh, oh no, that was it. All right, I got one. <laughs> Uh, are you sure Korea's not in here yeah I am there's something about like travel and like going away but it's like it was a 
I didn't. I couldn't remember what the word was. Uh, you cheated, so you already pre. Yeah, I looked at a few things because I figured it might be tough. Yeah. I think one of the things that was funny is that. Um, so I looked up the color orange. Okay. Because it was very specific that Kim Jong Un was orange, and uh, it's either because I crossed also, it with Donald a Trump. Bit problematic. <laughs> a little bit problematic. It's supposedly. Is generosity, optimism, color of warmth, thoughtfulness, wisdom, sociability connected to sunshine and light, which is so funny to me because none of those things are that man. It sounds like you would like to be a communist. Maybe that's... <laughs> but there is also mistrust, uncertainty, and doubt. So maybe. Yeah. And um, storm, because I said there was a storm on the beach, yeah. uh, represents unleashing creativity and emotional eruptions. Oh. So, yeah, that was a... Isn't it funny the different things that we both picked from your same brain? I know, I love it. Like I didn't, I didn't focus on orange at all. I didn't focus on orange at all either. I saw it in the book and I was like, oh, he was orange. It was very specific. I should look it up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should look up dictator as well. Maybe. <laughs> also, there's no praise in here either. Oh, jeez, this book is broken. There's prize. All right, I'll just look up Dolly. Um... Maybe it's all in, like, archetypes or something. Oh, maybe. Oh, here we go. Yeah, dreaming about your daughter. Okay. Uh, if you're a mother, if you're a father, dreaming of your daughter. Okay, it's just... But what does it say about dreaming about your, do- your daughter? Because maybe it still represents what I think of it. Okay. Dreaming about your daughter often relates to how you feel about her. Is she an adventurous, creative person? Like, it's very specific to the person. So she's going to come buy my, my garbage. Yeah. <laughs> If so, then the dream will usually be depicting your pride in her achievements or your own feelings of creativity and risk-taking. Uh, you know what? That kind of works if uh, the daughter comes back to get the figurine. Yeah, it could re- represent the support you get from her or any ties you feel to her through being her parent. She's not your daughter, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. All right, look. I have a second dream that I don't know will make the cut, because, but it's, and I don't even know there's anything to interpret in it. It's just hilarious, and I wanted to share it with you. Right. It's also really short. I pick up two giant vibrators. Okay. One is pink, one is blue. And I think the blue one was left behind by someone. Like, okay. it wasn't mine, it was just there. And it makes me wonder, how sanitary is it if you wash a used vibrator? And it was really in an academic pers- perspective. Like, I wasn't thinking, like, oh, I should wash it and use it. I was like... Could you use a used vibrator if you wash it properly? And I wonder, who would know? Who would know the answer to that question? Well, I know the answer to that question. Yeah. (laughs) I love that in my dream, my question was, I was looking for the right expert. Someone will tell, who would tell me if this is okay? I mean, I can give you a list of a lot of people who know. A lot of people. People who own vibrators. My mate, Brenda Brown. But so, yeah, I don't don't think we need to... uh, no, but this one's easy. So I'm... You can look at colors. From this, I'm picking vibrator. Okay. Okay, I think the blue one seems to be most. Do you think blue and pink, if we go without the actual meaning, it's like the male-female, maybe it's like my oh, my bisexuality or something, my maybe. two sexual sides. And maybe you think it's unclean. Oh. It is the blue one that was left behind. Do you think they have vibrators in here? I mean, there's only one way to find out. Okay. All right. Look, we're going to do one minute. Okay. So again, you like focus on colors. I did not focus on colors <laughs> at all. I took like vibrators and questioning. And sanit- like sanitary was also the question. Yes. Yeah, questioning. Like expertise. I'm trying to think of how it would be said in the book. Okay. We're going to give myself <laughs> one minute. Vibrators. Vibrators. <laughs> oh, they, like don't this game. they don't have it. They don't have it. Okay. Right. Would there be like 
toys, sex toys. I I just I think it's just like a G-rated book. Uh, the color blue. You have to look in colors. Oh god damn. Okay, I don't think I'm gonna get anything on this one. Go on C. C is colors. <laughs> Something in the bedroom. Sinister toys. I guess that is sinister. Sinister. Um, no. No, no, no. Okay, something in the bedroom. One of the most common dreams of early childhood is that there's something scary in the bedroom. No, this is... Oh, you're in children. This is very much... Okay, this is tough to navigate. <laughs> Colours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anna struggling with oh, the alphabet. Oh, fuck. Or A, B, C, D. Keep going. It's after the H. <laughs> Okay, this is too much for me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I love this game. Well, let me tell you, anyway, blue is a cool, calming color often used for relaxation and meditation, which is also what a vibrator is used for. Relaxation um, and meditation. Okay. Was it dark or light, the shade of blue? I was relatively light, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, a shimmering bright blue may suggest feelings uh, of well-being and tranquility. I think that was it. Yeah, shimmering light blue. Um, pale blue okay pale blue is traditionally the color in which baby boys are clothed in I hope that it wasn't that it wasn't a baby vibrator light like blue, I said they are two giant vibrators light blue reflects the vastness of space the sky and the infinite possibilities of spiritual development that sounds about right that sounds great okay perfect I'm just gonna look at pink quickly Pink is traditionally associated with young girls, romantic love, and well-being. I hope it's not... Okay. Maybe it was the balance that I needed. I needed yeah. the pink and the blue. If pink features in your dream, uh, do any of the above reflect the circumstances or hopes and dreams in your waking life? Pink is associated with unconditional love, and some dream interpreters link the color with powers of the healing or with the heart chakra. It sounds very spiritual, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's like just your balance of the male and female self. I like that. <sighs> that was stressful. All right, let's do one more and then I'm going to sleep. <laughs> All right. So third dream, December 15th. And this, I'll just put a little side note, like in Quebec, there was a lot of picketing with the teachers mm-hmm. and I have some friends that are teachers. So that was kind of in my mind. So, but here it was with LG2 with my jobs. So we were going picketing with LG2 and okay. people were mad at me because I missed the memo. So I didn't know we were supposed to do this. And I was kind of like, well, I'm not dressed to go picketing. And I blamed it on the excessive Slack messaging mm. because I feel like we always get so many messages all day long. And I said they couldn't expect me to read all of them. <laughs> so I wanted to eat my lunch first in any case because I was already grumpy. And I dropped my open Tupperware on top of the microwave and it fell exactly upside down. So it was like un manageable so i went to pick it up pick it without my lunch but it was i was super grumpy about it and i had a huge pimple on my chin too good and then no one waited for me so i was looking for the group and they were all scattered and there was so much slush you know like the snowy slush um, and snow that i was getting into my running shoes and i forgot to bring my picketing banner but someone draped me in a flag Someone draped you in a flag. Yeah, I didn't have my banner, so someone had a flag and they draped me with it like a cloak. Okay, so you were late because you didn't read Slack. Because you arrived. Yeah, I didn't even know that we were picketing. And people were like, what are you doing, Julia? We're all going picketing. And I was like, I need to have my lunch first. Yeah, like, I like that. (laughs) You can't expect me to read all the Slack messages, so I'm going to have my lunch first. Okay. But they did wait for me. Um, I want everyone to know that I've changed my tactic and I've just gone to the 50 most common dreams. It's a good Uh, tactic. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, interesting. So you arrive at work. They organize something without, well, with you, but you missed it. Um, and then they draped you in a flag. Okay. All right. Um, I would just interpret this as like Slack is yeah just annoying. Oh, maybe it was just a dream that was a mix of things that were happening in my life. Maybe. But regardless, I'm going to try and do it with it. Okay. So you were unprepared. I hate to tell you, but you were unprepared. I was unprepared. Um, so dreaming that you were unprepared for an exam or, or situation or don't know where to go for an event That's suggests definitely. lack of confidence in your ability to handle a certain situation in your waking life oh. or difficulty transitioning from transitioning from one stage to another. It was the week that I went back to work after being off for a month. Yeah. So that would track. That, that, that checks out. Um, let me try and find. Was a flag very important to you? I don't even know what was on it. Okay. I, I think I'm more surprised by the fact that someone like draped me in it. I feel like there's like a very protective sort of gesture uh, in that. Draping something. I'm not gonna even try and find out. Yeah, cloak maybe? Yes. A B C D E F G picture J K L I'm at least putting one of those in. L L L L L flag. Fuck, this is not flute. Fuck. So close that I feel like you just got sidetracked by the flute. <laughs> they okay, flute. No, it has to be okay. Like it's just like as random. There's a lot of categories. Yeah, flag. flag. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you anyway. Yeah, uh, a symbol of pride. National. Are you proud to be back at Washington? Sure. Sure. The way in which the flag appears in your dream may represent the feelings you have towards the country, occasion, or person that flag that flag represents. But it's so strange because I don't know what the flag was. Was it torn, dirty, or burned? No. Oh, wait. I think it was like we were picketing for the teachers. Ah. So, yeah. I guess I have a lot of teacher friends and I really, I was really feeling for them. Okay. So, a symbol of pride uh, or individual pride. Uh, it doesn't say anything about draping, but it does say that if it was torn, dirty, or burned. Which it wasn't. This may suggest anger or disappointment. So you weren't angry or disappointed. No, I think I was just solidarity with my teacher friends. But it seems like the not being prepared thing resonated. Yeah. So yeah, those are wonderful, my wonderful dreams. And I'll tell you this one now just for fun and I'll cut it out after a bit. Okay. Rock climbing, a module built like a wind chime. Oh, what the hell? And then throwing... <laughs> attempt to find the, the symbols in that one because there's too many things that I'm sure are not in the book. Rock climbing a module built like a wind chime and throwing tarot cards in the air and then picking them off the floor to choose three Pokemon who looked like the images and the cards that were changed. Uh, I... There is a man and a woman. He's an architect and a man of marketing and a witch. She's a princess and a witch. He is working on his legacy. It means... It is meant to be made of gold and it is too much for her. She doesn't want such luxury. He wants to leave something behind and is frustrated. People are in the way. They don't get it. He wants more space. It's some form of physical object or text or idea. Like, I don't know what his legacy was really supposed to be. It's like not clear. So what I found really interesting about this dream, though, is that I'm like not really in it. Yeah. Other than climbing the module built like a wind chime. Maybe it's your next book idea. I don't know how to turn this into something that makes sense. Well, like, you know, he's an architect, a man of marketing, and a witch. He's yeah. just got too many things on. I did look up witch, and I don't remember the exact details, but it was always, like, it's bad. It's always a bad thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, we should okay, look it up. Now. now I'm curious. A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> witch. 
does anyone else do that? I can like, I just don't have the... I do that too. I just okay. do it in my head. In past centuries, the supposed malignant influence of witches was made a scapegoat for the calamities that affected society. So it is a little surprise that in dreams they're regarded as harbingers of evil. To dream that you fall under the influence of a witch may suggest that you are surrendering your base, base through instincts in waking life to your personal detriment. Alternatively, this dream can indicate a woman in your waking life who inspires feelings of mistrust or uneasiness in you. But it's weird, because both the characters are witches. Was there a man or woman in your life that was inspiring feelings of mistrust or uneasiness? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm also looking, like, this is the last night before I had to go to the hospital. Maybe my body was telling me something. Like, I woke up from this night and had appendicitis. Okay, so witches don't dream of witches, is what I'm hearing. Um, do you think I it's your like organ in... trying to escape your body? Yeah, he doesn't want the luxury of an appendix. Yeah, it's like, appendix. I, uh, get me the fuck out of here. Maybe the witch, maybe the man was... Maybe the man is on my appendix yeah. and he needed to be kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and people kicking you away. Maybe I'm not cutting this one out. It's a pretty good interpretation. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Maybe, do you, do you just want to specify what happened the night after this? No, the day after this? I had appendicitis. Yeah. I had to go to the hospital and have an operation. She had to get the man who was also a marketer and an architect and a witch cut out of your body. He was a lot of things. He was a lot of things. Which is ironic because an appendix is literally nothing. It doesn't do anything in your body. Well, you know the, the, the saying, Jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, I, mm. I didn't, I think, but I love it. There we go. That's your appendix. That's lovely. There we go. So that's it for the dreams today, guys. Interpret your dreams, discover what is ailing you and your subconscious, and bring it to your waking life for a better, happier life. And remember, there is actually a lot of scientific data that supports dreaming and analyzing your dreaming, and obviously Julie's had a lot of success with it. Yeah, I mean, usually we ask ourselves at the end of these episodes, dream interpretation, yes or no for you? Oh, huge yes. Huge yes for me as well. Though I have to say, I think the book kind of says... It uses a lot of the same terminology for a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and we used a book also, interesting to say, because we look, there's a lot of apps and websites that are available. And the honest truth is that they're all, you have to pay for all of them. Yeah. And we weren't, we didn't know what we would feel about this. So we didn't want to sign up to anything. And we're on a budget, you know, it's yeah, a recession for everyone. The advertising world is crumbling. So we're not going to, you know, start paying 20 bucks a month for something that we didn't know we would keep doing. Yeah. But they, there are some interesting options out there. Yeah, I like despite I I recommend the book. I think it's useful and look if it's only you just doing some introspection. Mm. I felt also outside of just the symbols that they suggest in this book, um, and we'll link it into the episode. But there's a whole explanation of dream interpretation and mm. dreams and what they are, and I feel like just that was really interesting, and it makes me think I might keep this closer to my bed. Yeah. Just because it, it really ignited a curiosity. And also at some point I realized that sometimes I would wake up a little bit like in the morning or in the night and I knew that I had a good dream and I didn't want to open my phone to mm-hmm. write it down. And so I would take a few minutes to try and like just solidify the memory of the dream. I would tell myself the whole story again. And I was like, I'll remember this for sure in the morning. Morning comes. It was blank. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely keep it by the bed. Yeah, definitely. Like I I never did. I've never done that before, but I have. Fuck. <laughs> I <laughs> tried it. <laughs> I had never done that before, but I found that writing down dreams, or at least like the basic theme or gist, mm-hmm. was really interesting when you go back and you kind of, especially if it's kind of the recurring dream, like 
your subconscious is obviously trying to tell you something, so it's good to listen. There's probably some details in there that you haven't picked up yet yeah. that are, like, maybe the thing. But even then, it's funny. I wrote down all these dreams, and by all accounts, they're absolutely bonkers. And yeah. you think I'd remember that I had these... Cre- I remember being excited to share them with you. Yeah. But when I went back into it to look at the interpretation and, like, prepare the episode... I didn't remember, like, it, reading it made me remember the dream that I'd had, but I did not remember what my dreams were about, like, yeah. two weeks later. It was gone. Anyway, all that to say, yes. Big yes to dreaming. Thumbs up. Yeah. Do it. And Increase uh, that REM sleep. And we're definitely going to try to be a little bit more timely with our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> our life is back in order, and uh, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, we're organized again. Yes, so we're life back. changes have relaxed. 2024. We back. New year, new May. Um, so, what are we doing next, Anna? We're going to a cacao ceremony. Yeah, I've wanted to do this for ages. Um, so we're probably going to check out a yoga, a yoga place. Yeah, I actually have time. a few contacts. Or oh, yeah. I know someone who does them, really? but she typically stays um, in Costa Rica. Huh? But she comes back every now and then, so she could be around, and I don't know. And if not, I'm sure she'll be able to refer Amazing. to someone. Well, that's what, that's what we're going to do. We're yeah. going to go to cacao ceremony. I know what it is i think but i have no idea what it does for you yeah so next episode we'll explain it all to you and we'll tell you how our experience went right until next time um... Um...